Nurses, on episode 102 of the Nurse Keith Show, we talked about the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics report on salaries and employment as it pertains to nursing and healthcare. Well, here on episode 103, we're digging even deeper and talking even more about nursing, salaries, and even the cost of living. Welcome to episode 103 of the Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone. What's up? And welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. And yes, this is episode 103. You can find the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 103. At any rate, this podcast is, as always, all about you and your nursing career. And I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction today. We're now reaching listeners on six continents. I'm still looking for a listener in Antarctica. If you happen to know a nurse in Antarctica, please let him or her know about the show, and then we'll be reaching seven continents. How cool is that? I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift podcast, The Gluten-Free RN, and a number of shows that are under development as I speak. Please visit PulseMediaNetwork.com for more information. Meanwhile, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, etc. Please look me up, send me messages, tweet me, talk to me, ask me questions, I will respond. I love communicating with the Nurse Keith Nation on social, so please reach out and I will reach back. Again, the show notes for this episode are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 103. You're definitely going to want to check out the show notes. There are some references that you're going to want to look at and look up and check out because I'm going to be talking about some stuff that has to do with you and your nursing career and your salary and your cost of living, etc. I'm thrilled you're here and I just want to jump right into today's topic. So, Come on in and let's do it. All right. So as I mentioned on my last episode, number 102, I gave you a view into the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics data on nurses, nursing jobs, and salaries here in the United States. That data is important, folks. It really tells us a lot and it leads us to think about where in the U.S. we can make the money that we most want to make and have a cost of living and a lifestyle and work style that really works for us. For those of you listeners outside of the United States, and I know there are a lot of you on many continents and many countries, use Google or whatever search engine you use in your country to find your country's jobs data. Some countries are better than others at producing these types of reports, but just dig deep and see what you can find out. And then let me know what you find, because I do want to know what's happening in other countries and on other continents. So get in touch with me and let me know, because I really would like to have that information under my belt, because I could serve you better as well. And I thank you for listening from outside the United States. 
Some of you might know that I'm the nurse liaison and content strategist over at nurse.org. I actually spend a fair amount of time in Bellevue, Washington, across the lake from beautiful Seattle, working at the nurse.org offices. If any of you are in Seattle, please look me up and we can meet for coffee or tea or lunch or breakfast or whatever. And some of our recent blog posts really elucidate what's going on with hiring and employment and salaries in the United States. And we actually have a comprehensive list of the median salaries for nurses in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. So head over to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 103, and there will be a link to that comprehensive list at nurse.org. I recommend checking it out, looking up the state where you live and the states where your friends and colleagues and families live. It's pretty elucidating, and I think you'll enjoy seeing that information. In terms of annual salaries, hourly wages, and the nursing community here in the United States specifically, did you know that South Dakota has the lowest paid nurses in the country? If you live in South Dakota, I'm sorry to have to start with this, but it's just the facts. I'm using the Bureau of Labor Statistics data from May of 2016, and that's the latest data that we have. So this Midwestern state is number 51 on the list because the District of Columbia is considered, so there's 51 rather than 50 slots. The mean annual salary that's kind of like an average, is 54380 for a registered nurse in South Dakota. The mean hourly rate is $26.14 an hour. There were about 12,000 South Dakotan nurses, and they care for patients and work at the bottom of the nursing salary ladder. However, If you look at cost of living, maybe actually that's a pretty good salary in South Dakota. But in terms of the entire country and comparing it in relation, the salaries are relatively low. So here's the nursing jeopardy question of the week, folks. What state do you think is number one for nursing salaries? So I can hear you all thinking... If you guessed it was New York, you're wrong. But if you guessed California, you won our prize. So in California, nurses enjoy a median annual salary of $100,460 a year and a median hourly wage of $48.30. There are more than 274,000 registered nurses in California. So you can imagine that that job market is pretty competitive. So if you live in California, especially maybe in the Bay Area or LA or San Jose, those are especially competitive and potentially highly expensive places to work and to live. So who do you think is number two on the list? This is our second Jeopardy question of the day. Well, aloha, it's Hawaii with a median annual salary of 91000 $20 a year, and a median hourly wage of $43.76. There are approximately 11,000 nurses in the Hawaiian Islands in the nursing workforce there, and I wonder if you want to now become one of them, and just don't forget to pack your sunscreen and a hat and a bathing suit. We're nurses, so let's prevent skin cancer. 
And if you're curious about that entire list, of course, like I said, it's at nurse.org, and you can head over to the show notes and find the link to the nurse.org list of the 50 states plus the District of Columbia. Now, here's a few more. Now, number three is Oregon, which clocks in with a median annual salary of $88,010. Alaska comes in fourth with a median annual salary of $85,310. So pretty good. Now, I also have to mention Massachusetts, which was my home state for many, many years. And they are number five, and they deliver a respectable $84,410 per year. So pretty good job, Massachusetts. Now, number 50, and remember South Dakota is number 51 because we include the District of Columbia, is Iowa with a mean annual salary of $55,310 and a mean hourly wage of $26.59. So there you have it, folks. There's a little bit of salary data for you with some of the top and some of the lowest in terms of annual salary and hourly wage. But let's shift gears a little bit, folks. Let's talk about cost of living because salary is one way to measure if you want to live somewhere, but cost of living is very relative and we need to assess if there's a higher cost of living and higher wages, you might not really be doing any better economically than living in South Dakota where the cost of living is lower. So let's talk about the relativity of cost of living. So a high-paying job in Hawaii would be awesome. You would have access to the beach, great quality of life, volcanoes, islands, water. There's so many wonderful things about living and working in Hawaii. And there's cultural richness and things that would really bring you a lot of joy. However, not to throw cold water on your dreams of living in Hawaii, but salary is just one part of the equation. So let's look at cost of living. I use careertrends.com. It's a reliable website with some good data on it. And the cost of living in Hawaii is, drumroll please, above the national average. In Honolulu, the city itself is 53% above the national average. You might be making a really good wage in Hawaii or if you live in Honolulu, but think about the level of the cost of living, of being there, housing, transportation, healthcare, food, childcare, taxes, all of those are above the national average. Actually, I'll correct myself. Healthcare ranks below the US average in terms of costs in Hawaii. Everything else is above average. Not to burst your bubble, but if you're going to live in Hawaii, you've got to be making a good living. In terms of South Dakota, which is number 51, which has the lowest salaries for nurses in the country, think about this. The overall cost of living in South Dakota is 10% below the national average as compared to Hawaii at 36% above the national average. That is an enormous split, my friends. Healthcare and transportation are above average in South Dakota, but all other costs, housing, taxes, childcare, are going to fall below the national average. So you have to weigh this out, folks. There's a lot to consider. 
Now let's look at California because the majority of American nurses actually work in California. They have more nurses than any other state. California is also the fifth largest economy in the world. California has a larger economy, a larger gross domestic product than many countries. Their cost of living is 15% above the national average in general. But let's look at some individual metropolitan areas in California and drill down just a little bit. In San Francisco, the cost of living is 53% above the national average, 53%. In the San Jose, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara area, cost of living is 40% above the national average. In Oakland, Fremont, we're looking at 35% above average. In San Diego, Carlsbad, San Marcos, 23% above average cost of living. Los Angeles and Long Beach, 20% above average cost of living. And in Redding, not a very popular area or touristed area of California, cost of living is 6% above the national average. California obviously has some very high costs of living for many of its citizens in the more popular and populous metropolitan areas. If you're a nurse who wants to work in San Francisco, you are going to need to leverage very high earnings in order to make ends meet, or you're going to have to have roommates or a spouse that makes a lot of money as well so that you can really make it there and really live a relatively comfortable life. It's definitely expensive in California. And if you live in California and work in California, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know, are you making it financially? Are you living in one particular metropolitan area that you're comfortable disclosing to me? Do you live in a rural area or smaller town? If so, how is it for you? How is it surviving financially? What are your secrets of making it? What are your struggles? What's going on there in California? This is like a little focus group. I'd really like to know. So tweet me at at nursekeith or email me keith at nursekeith.com. Let me know what's happening for you out there on the West Coast in California. I really, really want to know. And now because I live in New Mexico, the land of enchantment, which some of us call the land of entrapment because it's really hard to leave once you get here, I want to talk about our poor little state. Now, New Mexico is interesting We have a great quality of life. People love living here, but there's a great disparity between the rich and poor, like there is in many other places like California and Washington State, for instance, and Washington, D.C. But we fall on the bottom of most measurements here in terms of child welfare, child poverty, child hunger. We have a lot of negatives here in New Mexico. Many of us are working to turn that around. But in terms of cost of living, in general, we are 7% below the national average statewide for cost of living. And we clock in actually at number 20 in terms of salaries, which amazes me. Here in the state capital of Santa Fe, our population is about 80,000 people, and the entire county, including the city, is 150,000. So it's an area that's not terribly populated, let me say that. We are 1% below the national average of cost of living here in Santa Fe, the state capital. So now let's move on to quality of life. I did reference it a couple times. I want to dig a little deeper here. Now, nurses and non-nurses alike, when you're deciding where to live, of course, you think about salary. You also look at the 
quality of the schools, the quality of healthcare, the environment, all the different things that mean something to you about the place that you live and that help you decide where you want to hang your hat, so to speak. And quality of life and quality of life indexes are pretty important when you're thinking about where to resettle. There are tons of websites online that list the quality of public schools, private schools, hospitals, etc. You can also find lots of information about mortgage rates and real estate prices and things like that, which you definitely want to consider when you're looking at a move. Now, back in 2016, CNBC published a list of the 10 best states to call home, and there's a link to that list in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 103, and they measured quality of life based on the following factors, livability, crime, health, the environment, things to see and do, and inclusiveness. I'm not quite exactly sure how they measured inclusiveness, but I'm assuming that there was a lot of different factors that they considered when they measured inclusiveness. In terms of quality of life, another drum roll, please. Number one was Hawaii. So Hawaii is second in terms of the highest salary. It also came in first on this particular list for quality of life. So go figure. It's expensive, but it's beautiful and people really love it. So that's something to measure. Number two was Minnesota. Very snowy and cold, but lots of happy people who have a good quality of life. Number three is beautiful, beautiful Vermont. I love Vermont. Number four is New Hampshire, right next door to Vermont. Number five is Maine. So three, four, and five are New England states that are quite cold in the winter, but people still have a good quality of life, probably because they like skiing. Number six is Oregon, beautiful Oregon. Number seven is North Dakota. Number eight is Washington State. So Oregon and Washington both are on the list of the top 10 in terms of quality of life. Number nine is Iowa, beautiful Iowa. And number 10, Montana, big sky Montana. So you can also measure quality of life on many, many other factors and metrics, including bicycle and pedestrian safety, something that's very important to certain people. And that would guide you towards Boston, for instance, where my brother works for pedestrian and bicycle safety. Portland, Oregon is another great bicycle-friendly town that's quite European in many ways. Public transportation might be something that you consider when you're looking at a place to live. And if you'd like to live on five beautiful acres in the country outside of a small wonderful city like Santa Fe, like I do, that's a very individual choice. And it depends on what kind of life you'd like to have. So let's begin to wrap up, folks. If you're confused, don't be. When we wrap this all up, yes, Hawaii ranked number one for quality of life and number two for salary. However, the cost of living is super duper high. So you have to weigh what that cost of living is worth you troubling to be able to meet in return for the high quality of life that you would experience there. And it all comes down to these factors, folks, plus others that are personal to you. Your needs, your family's needs, what you want out of your life, the lifestyle that you really want to live, the work style that you want, the opportunities that are available to match your career goals in whatever area you move to. You could move to Hawaii, which is a wonderful place, a beautiful place, but maybe you couldn't really 
move forward in your career in a certain specialty like you could if you lived in California or New York. You also have to consider the levels of opportunity for what you want to accomplish. Finally, you have to think about what will make you and yours most happy because it really comes down to happiness in the end. And if you are okay battling the traffic in LA because what you want out of life is in LA, then that's okay. However, if you want to live a quiet life like me on five acres outside of a tiny little city, then that's a choice you need to make. Don't fret, nurses, if you're looking to move. You need to do your due diligence, do your research, talk to people, go on vacation to the city or state where you're thinking of moving, interview people, set up informational interviews, do some ad hoc research on the street just talking with people, or do this, take a travel assignment in a town or a city where you're thinking of moving, spend 13 weeks there, Take two travel assignments to that city, really dig in and get to know it, and you'll know by the end of that 26 weeks if you really want to live there or not. Life is a series of decisions, folks. This kind of data that I'm quoting can really help you. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it's something. It's something to hang your hat on. It's a place to begin. The data is important, but in the end, it comes down to how you feel. Because if you're willing to live in an expensive place where cost of living is high because it's a place that makes you happy, then go for it. Move to Hawaii. However, Make your decision based on due diligence, make your decision based on research, and follow your heart. So there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening to episode 103. I hope this was interesting for you. I hope it was food for thought. Maybe you can share this episode with a friend or colleague who's thinking of moving to another place but is having a hard time making a decision. I want you to feel uplifted and empowered by this information, not discouraged, and I want you to take some inspired action every day to make sure you're moving forward in your career. And you could become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show like many other people. You can pledge as little as $2 a month. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Nurse Keith. If you pledge at least $5 a month, I will send you some very nice gifts by U.S. mail. So please head over to Patreon and become a monthly patron of Nurse Keith and The Nurse Keith Show. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the wonderful, the consistently amazing Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com and the consistently wonderful and amazing Mark Cappiespeason, who works on social media and promotion. Head over to iTunes, leave a review, Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Leave a voicemail on my website. I'd love to hear from you and play your questions on the air. Stay positive, folks. Care for yourself and others. Take inspired action in the interest of your career. And keep tuning in again and again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and fun and wonderful as you ever imagined it possibly could be. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time.